Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, a podcast all about music. Today I'm going to be discussing the Coachella lineup, which was dropped two days ago. Uh, Today's Saturday when I'm recording it, it was dropped on Thursday. In particular, since I made predictions about it, I'm going to be discussing how my predictions fared. It was a combination of, uh, some were amazing predictions, some were totally bonkers and terrible. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be discussing those, then I'm also going to be discussing some artists that I didn't consider, and whether I would have predicted them or not, what I think about the selection. Before I get into all that, though, as always, I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. The image of it is a cassette tape with the words Groupie and Harmony, like, typefaced on it. Make sure you give that a like. That way, you can have all my announcements in one place, since that's how I get my announcements out. I also post there whenever I release a new episode. So, easiest way to do it is right there. So, now, as for my predictions. So, with the way I predicted Coachella lineups, so I predicted, uh, well, I predicted four headliners, but in theory we'll say three headliners, one for each day, and then I've done eight uh, main undercard acts, but we'll say nine, because we'll move one of the headliners into the undercard acts in this case. So, I did those 12, and then I also just said, for three, because I, I did, wasn't going to predict the whole lineup, because that would be a lot. And that would be a lot of incorrect predictions also. So what I did instead was I just said, you know what, I'll just say, here's some others that I think will be will end up performing at Coachella. So I did said 13 other ones. And ultimately, with the headliners, I got, all, I got the three headliners right. And you can take it with a grain of salt because I recorded the podcast after the headliners were leaked. Um, but with any credit, I also did guess the days the headliners correct um, before those were announced. Um, for the main undercard acts, since I predict the Strokes would be a headliner, I'm gonna shift for the sake of this. I'm gonna shift them over to main undercard act instead, and uh, I. Did not fare well with that. I got two out of the nine correct for that one. Um, <laughs> um, and then there were some that were on, like, the main undercard acts that I didn't predict would be. But I'll get to that in a little bit. And then I also, for my 13 other acts that I predicted, ultimately 10 of them were booked. So I'm, so it was like a mixture of great, terrible, great. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how that worked out. Um, so I'll start talking about the headliners. So... I predi- the way I predicted it was I predicted Rage Against the Machine on Friday, Travis Scott Saturday, and Frank Ocean Sunday. And I predicted the Strokes also. I predicted them on Saturday as well. So, Frank Ocean, I thought they would... Do- Normally I would have said Rage Against the Machine Sunday, but I said Frank Ocean Sunday instead for two reasons. First off, first performance since... Life performance since I want to say 2017. Um, I'm pretty sure 2017. And then also, last year, Kanye brought his surprise Sunday service to Easter. And I want to say it's the first weekend of Coachella is on Easter this year. So, I thought Frank Ocean and Kanye have collaborated in the past. So I thought they have a working relationship. They definitely have more of one than that than one that I know of, of Rage Against the Machine and Kanye. So I thought that it made a lot of sense to do Frank Ocean. Because then, with that, then maybe, since Frank Ocean's there, and 
the other Sunday, maybe Kanye might make the surprise appearance to the non-Easter Sunday. Now, I predicted Rage Against the Machine on Friday because uh, I just thought that, like, I thought they they're. I think they'll they're bigger than Tra Travis Scott, frankly, and uh, from a historical standpoint, and also since they're reuniting, I think that would help them with more of a crowd. Not that Travis Scott won't wouldn't draw a crowd on Friday or Sunday, but I think that the other two will draw a bigger crowd than him. And I thought that really, if if you were gonna have Rage Against the Machine, you gotta have it be the headlining the first night to like start out with a bang kind of thing. Or headlining the last night to end it with a bang. And ultimately I thought with Franco, if it was a different artist, maybe instead of Frank Ocean, maybe Rage Against the Machine would have been on the Sunday instead. But in this circumstance, I thought that, that those days made a lot of sense. So now for the second line. The way that I'm going to do this one is, uh, for this one, this is the first line of the undercard. So in the way the lineup was released, you had, uh, for their poster, you had the headliner taking up the first line. And then you had some other bigger names on the second line of each day. So I'm going to go through the artists of each day. I'm going to go through... I'm gonna go, actually, I'm going to go through day by day, rather. Uh, go through the artists of Friday first, and then go talk about each one, and then same thing with Saturday and Sunday. So for so, uh, Friday, and I'm going to call these ones the first line undercard, just easiest to say that way. For the first line undercard, we there were Calvin Harris, Run the Jewels, Rex Orange County... Megan Thee Stallion, and Big Bang. Calvin Harris, it makes sense, it's a good choice. I wasn't considering a ton of big-name electronic artists, which was probably not my wisest move, because Coachella usually does get a lot of bigger-name electronic artists. And I will say, for I even though I didn't predict him, I was thinking that Skrillex would be more likely than Calvin Harris. I didn't predict Skrillex either, but... Still, I think that Calvin Harris is a really good choice. I think that will bring a really good, be a really good draw. And I think that having him on the same day as Rage Against the Machine will be big because you might have... Because there are crowds that like Calvin Harris that don't like Rage Against the Machine and vice versa. So I think that this way, if there's fanatics about one but not the other, then you get even more of them. So I think that will help out with the attendance for that day. Um, Run the Jewels, I didn't consider them, but it makes so much sense. They have a big enough following that that will be, that's a really good choice. Um, I mean, same kind of thing. Like they're, they're like they, they're stylistically different enough from like, obviously Calvin Harris, but then also stylistically different than uh, Rage Against the Machine. So I think that same kind of thing. Good idea to have those three on the same day. Rex Orange County. He has like several Californian dates within within three months of Coachella. So I thought that the radius clause would kick in, and uh, just to say what this is, I my apologies for being repetitive. If you listen to the podcast of uh, the my podcast about the prediction, my predictions, and if you remember about the radius clause, so the radius clause, it's for festivals usually do this. If an artist is, they basically they don't for an artist that's signing on, they won't let them do a, a performance that's. Three a uh, certain period before or after within the festival, and then also within a certain distance. So in the case of Coachella, it's within three months before or after the of Coachella. So like some basically January through July. Wow, that was embarrassing. I couldn't even 
couldn't even think of months there for a second. Um, so basically, January through July, half uh, can't be doing in that area. And it's really in the range of, like, in theory, Southern California, but there, it wouldn't surprise me if they stretched out to, like, for instance, most of California, Nevada, like, New Mexico, maybe even Arizona, maybe even as far as Oregon, but who knows. Um, so, he's doing a bunch of California dates. I thought that the radius clause would hit it, would come in. Even still, I think it's a good choice to get him since his last album exploded. Uh, so I... And I think that he is growing popularity a lot, and he really has done a lot, a lot of good things with marketing for himself. So I think it's a, I think it's a good choice to book him. Megan Thee Stallion, I predicted her. I thought it made a lot of sense. I, she, uh, her with her last mixtape, absolutely exploded on the scene. So I think that that will be a big draw for them. However, I, I didn't predict her for for the second line of the undercard, because or first line of the undercard rather. Because I, I don't know if she's necessarily. I don't know if she's necessarily been popular as long as some other acts, but even still, I do think it was a really good choice to get her on, no matter where. Big Bang, I think it's a good choice getting a K-pop artist, especially like a bigger name K-pop artist. However, I honestly was expecting that if they would do a K-pop artist. A bigger name K-pop artist. I was expecting them to do BTS. However, it wouldn't surprise me if the cost, if it, they didn't deem it as cost-effective to get BTS as it would have been to get Big Bang and a few other artists. Um, so I do think that it's a good choice. And now for Saturday, for the first line of the undercard, we have Flume, Tom York, Disclosure, 21 Savage, Danny Elfman, DaBaby, and Summer Walker. This one's an interesting one because I felt like with Friday they had a more of a range of genres. This one I didn't feel like they had as much. So first off, Flume. I predicted Flume. I thought that it would, I would have been so shocked if if he wasn't there. I had him as one of the artists that would be like on the first line of the undercard. Uh, it's big in electronic music. I thought it just makes so much sense to have him on there. Um, Tom York. I didn't predict him. I. Th Thought there would be a chance that he would headline. I'm, I thought there was a. I wouldn't have been. I'm not surprised that he's booked on there. I didn't predict him ultimately. Um, I mean, cause I was, cause I, I originally thought there would be four headliners. So the spot that I had the Strokes in, I had considered Tom York for it, serious, seriously considered, but ultimately, I didn't as seriously consider him as seriously as, like, The Strokes, and also I thought that, like, we'd be more likely to see Vampire Weekend or Taylor Swift headlining than, uh, The Strokes would be, or, or Tom York, rather, but I thought The Strokes would be most likely. Even still, I mean, Tom York isn't the headliner for that day, that's Travis Scott, but I still think that's a good, I think it's a good, really good selection, I think that'll be a big draw, since, uh, there, I imagine there'll be a lot of Radiohead fans that go and see him. Um, and then also I know because his solo career has still re been really successful. Not as much commercially as Radiohead has been, but still critically in particular. And I think that a lot of indie fans w and Radiohead fans will still be down to see him. For Disclosure, I didn't predict them. This comes down to me not predicting as many big names in electronic music. Which was silly for, by me, because 
they tend to get a lot of big names in electronic music. Um, I think it's a really good choice to get Disclosure on there. I am a little bit confused by having Flume, Tom York, and Disclosure all in the same day, since, uh, admittedly, there aren't as many massive names for the electronic for Sunday, and they do have Calvin Harris on Friday, and a couple other names, but still, I'm really surprised to see them get all three of them since, well, Tom York with Radiohead, it, he'd probably be more grouped, Radiohead would be more grouped in as alternative, his, in particular, his solo career has been more electronic. I would consider it more electronic than alternative. So, and while, like, Flume, Tom York, and Disclosure are all different different styles of electronic, I'm still really surprised to see all three of them on the same day. Um, now, 21 Savage, I didn't consider him, but it makes a lot of sense. There's a gap in the touring. He's really popular. His last album, I'm Greater Than I Was, was really successful. So, it makes a lot of sense. And he's popular enough that it just makes so much sense. Um, Danny Elfman. <laughs> I never would have predicted Danny Elfman. Um, so for his, uh, since he does do like live shows, his shows tend to be more uh, orchestral, though. Normally you wouldn't group that with Coachella. However, I think with Danny Elfman, he's had a lot of music and films that have been really successful. And I mean, I think just since he was the singing voice of for Jack Skellington and Nightmare Before Christmas, I think that that would be a that would be a draw. I don't know if like people who would see Danny Elfman to be uh, live would necessarily be like, oh, now I have to go to Coachella. But still, he I think he might be an artist that might sway some people, kind of thing. Um, so I do think it's a really good choice. Uh, baby that's once I heard Twenty One Savage was doing it. I think it makes sense that he's also performing at Coachella. Since uh, he, since they toured together, and the baby was also had a really successful album this year, so I, and Coachella has really done well over the years with getting artists that are either about to hit like be really big or are really or just became really big. So like I think like for instance with Rex Orange County and uh, Megan Thee Stallion already, uh, I think the baby kind of fits in with that same kind of thing. Another artist that fits in with that one, Summer Walker. I think that's a great choice. I'm a little bit surprised to see her on the first line of the undercard, even with her album being as successful as it was this year. I think it's such a good choice, and I'm <laughs> I'm slightly beating myself up for not predicting her, since it makes so much sense. I don't know why I didn't, but hey, still, good choice by, for Coachella. If I were in their boat, I, I would have tried to have booked her, too. Not that that means much, but still, I think it's a really good choice. Now, for mm -hmm. Sunday, first line of the undercard is Lana Del Rey, Lil Uzi Ferd, Daniel Caesar, FKA Twigs, Marina, Louis the Child, and Arlen Ox. Lana Del Rey, I predicted her. I had her as one of the uh, one of the artists in the first line of the undercard. I thought I think it makes so much sense. Honestly, I think I was kind of expecting her to be a different day than Frank Ocean, though, because I thought that, well, I don't want to say necessarily there would be overlap between the two, since there is enough non-overlap between the two. I still thought that uh, there are enough people that might be fans of both, so if they got them on different days, maybe you would have people paying the full weekend instead. But at the same time, then you run into... 
people might not go to go anyways because they'd just be mad or they'd just go one day anyways. Um, I think that Lana Del Rey this year makes a lot of sense, and she's doing some festivals already, and uh, she had an album that was really successful, nominated for a bunch of Grammy Awards, so it makes so much sense. Uh, Louis Zafford, I didn't, I predicted him, I didn't have him in the first line of the undercard, but I did predict him, started doing a couple, a couple other festivals, and, uh, I think that over the last few years, he's made a big enough name for himself that it, it's a good choice, I think. I think that would be a good draw, and I think also, him on the same day as Frank Ocean and, uh, uh, Lana Del Rey is a good choice, um, since I think that, uh, I think that there would be fans that would see them that might not want to see, for instance, Lana Del Rey. Um, so, for Daniel Caesar, I didn't predict him. And here's why. So, I didn't predict anyone who had performed in, at Coachella in 2019. And I think that makes a lot of sense why, since they usually don't do acts back-to-back -back years. Occasionally they will. I also didn't predict that any artists that performed Coachella in 2018 either. Now, realistically, while they wouldn't have repeated headliners, I still just said, you know, I'm not even considering anyone that did 2018. And I knew there I would get some wrong because of that. Daniel Caesar is an example of that. It's a great choice to have him this year. But, I mean, I just didn't predict him because of because I imposed a silly rule on myself, frankly. Um, FKA Twigs. I didn't predict her. I feel kind of... This is another one that I think is kind of stupid of me not to predict, because she makes so much sense for it. Um, has, her career's been so successful. I mean, she has a gap in the touring. She'll have... I think it's a... Uh, FKA Twigs is a really good... Uh, really good choice for, for that one. Another another situation of her, Lana Del Rey, and Frank Ocean is is a pairing that works really well together. We'll see if it works too well together and affects ticket sales and causes people just to get ones on Sunday. Um, Marina. Now, I'm not surprised they got Marina. Uh, she formerly went by the stage name Marina and the Diamonds. Uh, really success. I mean, she's. I mean, like, popular enough, really, and I think that, uh, she, I think that'll be a big draw for them, uh, she, I think she, it's a good choice, honestly. I mean, because, while, uh, I mean, while she is more, she has been more popular in the UK than the US, she still has had a lot of popularity in the US, I think it's a really good choice, um, I think that there'll be a lot of people that will be drawn to watching her perform, so I really do think it's a good choice. Louis the Child was another case of, like Daniel Caesar, great selection. I don't blame them for booking them. I think it's a great idea for trying to book him. He performed in 2018, so I didn't predict him. Um, it, now it makes sense for me to have predicted, done, set that rule for myself for the headliners. I think for the other acts, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me to have done that to myself, but hey, I'm not sure I would have predicted Louis the Child to be good with it anyways, honestly. I do think it's a great choice. But, I just didn't predict it. Plain and simple. Um, and last but not least for first line of the undercard, Ari Lennox. I didn't predict her. I wouldn't have predicted her. It makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't have predicted her for the first line of the undercard. I wouldn't have 
booked her for the first line of the undercard, admittedly. But I think it's a good choice to book her for it. Um, I think she's another case of, like, she's... She's newer artist, and I think that she's, like, this close to, like, being... To, to being massive. So I think that's a good choice. Now, since I did also predict 13 other artists that I thought would be performing. Now, I just decided said to look at some of the more notable artists that are that are going to be performing that are on the second line of the undercard and lower. Now, there were some I I left up some art like artists that I think that like Maybe, like, listening audience might not know as well or care about as much. Even some artists that I do, I like in particular, but that's okay. I, uh, and also, I only predicted 13 artists for the artists beyond the first line of the undercard. I'm going to be discussing a lot more than 13. So, already, I'm going to be discussing people that I didn't predict. However, I'm still going to talk about, like, talk about it. I think that... A lot of these artists are or good selections, um, but I'm also going to discuss like why I why I or for some of them why I didn't predict them or why I wouldn't have predicted them, um, and I'm just going to go through artist by artist instead, and I'm going to do it for each day. So first off, for Friday, uh, Brockhampton is the first one I'm going to discuss. I didn't predict Brockhampton because they performed in 2018, and I implemented a stupid rule myself. Mind you, I think it's a great selection to have gotten Brockhampton. I, I, I probably would have predicted Brockhampton if I hadn't done this dumb rule. But still, I didn't predict them because of that. Good choice, though, in my opinion. Um, next up, Big Sean. I thought he was a lock. I thought it made so much sense for him to do this since I know he hasn't necessarily. Because I know a few years ago he was, he was massive in rap. Then it kind of like he hasn't been as big recently. Like. At least people haven't... It wasn't as big as he was. So I thought, this makes sense to get him now. Um, next up, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. So, they're performing on Friday both days. On the Saturday of Weekend 2, they're literally performing in California in a location that is within the radius... That is where, I, I believe, within the radius of the, of the radius clause. And... It wasn't owned by the company organizing Coachella, um, AEG. So, seeing this, I don't know how they're not, like, how they waived them. I mean, I get that they're really popular live band and all. I'm, I'm just really surprised. And I'll be totally honest, I would not have predicted them anyways. Because uh, I know that they're popular live band, get a, uh... Uh, big draw. I didn't know if, like, Francis Coachella would necessarily go for, like, a psychedelic band like that, though. And, I mean, I know they've done a variety of genres other than psychedelic. Like, I know they just released, like, a thrash metal album this year. Which I would recommend that one, because it was surprisingly good. But, um, uh, but still, I'm a little bit surprised that they were booked. City Girls, I didn't, I'm a little bit surprised they are booked. I didn't consider them. Um, partially because of some controversy they've had, uh, in particular with one of the members about, uh, uh, homophobic comments. So, uh, I'm a little bit surprised that they're gonna be at Coachella. But still, I think, 
they'll still get an audience, so it makes sense why they would book them. Uh, next up is Louis Capaldi, who I predicted. Uh, the reason I predicted him is it's another case of they usually get artists that, like, right as they, they become big kind of thing. And Louis Capaldi absolutely exploded. So I thought it made too much sense just because of that. And then also, really popular on, uh, popular online also. So I thought that those those two combined, like, for Coachella, is like a match made in heaven. So I, I thought it made too much sense. Um, Medion, uh, Medion, um, I, I didn't predict him. He's, he makes a lot of sense. He's doing some of the international Lollapalooza dates. I, I just didn't predict him. Again, this was just me being short-sighted with electronic artists, but I, I think it's a really good choice, though. Really underrated choice, in my opinion. Um, Charlie XCX, I, I didn't consider her... It makes a lot of sense. Um, I know she hasn't... She hasn't been as popular as she was in the last couple years kind of thing. But it makes sense. Um, Lane 8, another electronic artist that makes sense. I didn't predict him because I... It was as if I just said, Oh, here are possible electronic artists. Let me just close my eyes for this section. Um... I don't know that I would have predicted him, admittedly, but I do think it's a great choice for him. Grizz, same kind of thing. I didn't really consider him, but I get it. I think it's a good choice. Um, a couple of solid electronic artists there. Um, then YBN Corday, I predicted him. He had a really successful album, uh, both critically and commercially. While not a lot of singles were, uh, were like massive hits, he was nominated for a few Grammys, and I mean... It, I think it's just, it just makes so much sense. And another case of kind of exploding on the scene with the first album. Now, as for Saturday. So, first artist listed was Anita. I never would have predicted her, honestly. Great selection. We'll definitely get uh, definitely get a bunch of bench of a bunch of crowds. Um, I wouldn't have predicted her, though, since she hasn't had as much success in the U.S. as in other countries. But still, I think it's a good choice. Caribou, I did predict. I thought that while they already have on that day uh, Flume, Disclosure, and then to a certain extent Tom York, who are all, to a certain extent, electronic artists, I, st I still think Caribou fits the bill also, since, like, is kind of electronic artist, is, like, also, I would still also group him, like, with indie stuff, too. So I think it's a good choice to book him. Um, I predicted that because, for that reason, and I thought it just made a lot of sense with with Coachella. Um, next up, Joji. Never would have predicted him. <laughs> um, I didn't know if enough people necessarily took his music seriously for them to book him as a musical act for Coachella. Well, he wasn't, well, he was an internet personality for a while also. I, I didn't, I, I didn't even consider him because of all that. I think I, because I was considering a bunch of artists who had released albums last year, and the instant I saw his name on that list, I was like, I think I just instantly deleted it, because I'm like, no, he won't be get chosen. So, I mean, I think he'll probably still get a draw because of enough people that are, like, at Coachella that are, are that would be fans of, like, for instance, necessarily what he did online when he was doing that. Certainly not what I would have predicted, though. Um, and I think... 
it could work though because of because again big uh, online presence. I don't know what his live shows are like though, so I don't know how that will go. Um, next up is Test Pilot, which is Dead Mouse's techno side project. I didn't consider it at all. I thought it was a good choice though. So yeah, I mean, I'm. I think it's an interesting choice getting his techno Dead Mouse's side project instead of getting Dead Mouse period. Since I'll probably get more people there, but I, I get it. Um, next up, Sway Lee. I didn't predict him doing Coachella because I think at the the time I was looking at the like possible ones, I don't think it dawned on me the extent of what he was going he was doing for a solo career. You know, for instance, toured with Post Malone, I. I don't think it dawned on me just how much he'd be doing, but I think it's a great choice because first off, he, uh, I mean, there'll be enough people that would see him. And while his solo, he doesn't have a, not a lot of stuff that was big solo or for his solo career. I mean, I'd book him just for the chance that maybe Post Malone shows up. They did a song together that was a massive hit in Sunflower. So they were touring together. Maybe he shows up. We'll see. Um, next to us, Black Coffee and Kuko. Both good choices. Both artists that performed at Coachella in 2018. Um, not sure I would have necessarily predicted Black Coffee. But still, both are good choices, though. Um, Roddy Rich. I don't... I'm not entirely sure why I didn't predict him. Um, I mean, he is doing a show in San Francisco in January, so that might have been what made me think of that, but however, the venue he's performing at is owned by AEG, who organizes Coachella, so usually they waive artists who perform at a venue that they own. So I'm a little bit surprised that I didn't predict him. I think it's an amazing choice, though, since, you no, know, really big hit album, so... Props to Coachella again. <laughs> um, so, next up, Chami. I considered him briefly, but never that seriously, necessarily. I do... I think it's a solid choice. Because, um, I mean, while, like, he, for instance, he doesn't have the same name recognition as uh, that you have on that day from, like, Flume or Disclosure for electronic music. I still think it's a good choice to book him. Um, next up, Hot Chip. I, did, I didn't really consider them that much, but I think it's a great choice to book them since uh, they... They, uh... It's like they are kind of like... They're kind of like indie, so they will get that kind of crowd. They're kind of electronic, so they'll get that kind of crowd. I mean, they're... It's just... I think they're just popular enough that it that will help them out. I think it's a really good choice for, uh, for booking them, too. I think it's a really underrated booking there. Um, next up, Carly Rae Jepsen. I predicted her because I thought it made too much sense not to, um, since uh, her last couple releases have been not only commercially successful, but like also like critically successful as well. So I didn't think that she would be necessarily like one of the undercard, I mean, one of the first line of the undercard kind of thing, but I, I, 
I still thought that like they would get her. While like for instance, I don't think she's, I don't think she's an artist who like necessarily would sway enough people to go to Coachella. I think that there will still be a lot of people that go see her. I bet. So I think it is a good choice, um, and especially since like this year there haven't been a ton, there aren't aren't a ton of like pop artists on there. So I think that getting her is a good addition. Next up is DJ Katza. I didn't consider him. Again, that's just me being an idiot and not predicting electronic artists well. I think it's a really good choice, though. I think that... I mean, it's good timing for him, since I think he's about to break through for electronic music. So, great choice, in my opinion. Um, Floating Points. Um, another case for electronic artists that I didn't predict. But it makes a lot of sense. Kind of, like, similar to, like... Uh, uh, for instance, like Hot Chip, but or Caribou, but at the same time, I am a little bit surprised since he is gonna be so he's performing in Saturday on Saturday on weekend two he's performing on the Friday at in San Francisco at a venue not owned by AEG. So am I surprised they decided to? Uh, e so at that point either. I'm misunderstanding how the Raiders Clause is working with this. They waived him. Or something totally different. Either way, I'm surprised that he is booked. Not a bad selection, though, in my opinion. Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. I think that's... I never considered them, but I... I never expected them either, but I think it's a good choice. Um, they... Really underrated selection, in my opinion. Because they had a lot of success for, uh... When they performed together. So I think that's, I think that uh, they'll they'll get a, there'll be enough people that see them, and especially with this whole, with this year's entire festival, there's a lot of hip hop artists that are performing. So I think getting them is a good choice, especially since uh, like on on Friday, like you have Run the Jewels, so like you might have like more uh, indie hip hop fans might go towards that, and then I mean maybe they and then maybe like a. Maybe. Like, uh, you might get some that would go Saturday, too, because, if they were on the fence, because of Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Um, last one I'm going to talk about for Saturday is Bad, Bad, Not Good. Um, ironically enough, I think that's a good selection. Um, I didn't consider them, but still, I think it's a good selection, because, um, I think they've done Coachella before. It was successful enough. Um, and while they're not, like, an artist that, like, will draw a ton of people. They did do an album with Ghostface Killer, so maybe they could draw people who are thinking that Ghostface Killer might make a surprise appearance. I have no idea if he if that would happen, but if I'm but if I'm Coachella, hey, worth a shot. And now for Sunday. Um first up, Fatboy Slim. I never would have predicted him. I I so he hasn't been like as big in the last few years. I don't in, like, this past decade, he hasn't done, like... He, for instance, he hasn't done as many shows, solo shows, as he did, like, in the previous decade, for instance. He's done, like, some collaboration stuff, especially with David Byrne, but... Still, I wouldn't have predicted him. I think it's an amazing choice. Because while, like, for instance, uh, with, uh... Because uh, for the other days, like, you have Calvin Harris, like, for instance, for electronic music. Um, on Friday, you have Flume, Disclosure, some others on Saturday... 
I think that they needed. I think they didn't have like necessarily a big name like that for electronic music. So I think that uh, getting Fatboy Slim is a good choice. Um, Banda MS. I never would have predicted them honestly. Um, it's a similar case to Anita where um, they're uh, they have had more success in other countries than the U.S. I still think it's a good choice though. Um, admittedly, I so. I wouldn't necessarily predict them also because they were there are they are performing at the Staples Center in February. However, that is owned by AEG, so it makes sense that they waive it. I wouldn't have predicted them either way though. Um next up is Lil Nas X. I predicted him. I thought it made too much sense not to for a couple of reasons. First off, Old Town Road, obviously. Um massive hit. And uh also he had Panini, which was a big hit, too. So I think that uh, those two, that will draw people in. Second off, he's al already performing as Stagecoach, which is a country music festival. And I, and even though it wasn't rumored that he was that he would perform at Coachella that much, from what I heard, I like when I saw that he was at Stagecoach, I'm like, he's already done one festival. Coachella's booking him. Since, again, like some of the artists, other artists I mentioned... They have a great habit of booking artists right as they become big, or right before they became big. So I think Lil Nas X is, I thought, would be a great example of that. And then, of course, Billy Ray Cyrus could be there. Because Lil, if Lil Nas X decides, hey, let's bring Billy Ray Cyrus to do Old Town Road. And then, who knows, maybe he could do like one of his, so one of his songs, um, maybe like Aki Break Your Heart or something like that. And... That would be a big, frankly, if I'm Coachella and something like that happens, that's a huge win. Um, next up, Muramasa. I, I didn't predict them. Not a bad choice. Um, they do have a show in San Francisco the, uh, on the Saturday of Weekend 2 for Coachella, and they're performing on the Sunday. So I was a little bit surprised, but still, not a bad choice. Uh, duck Sauce. I... I didn't even consider them. Um, they've been on hi hiatus since 2014. I figured they've broken up. I And I know Coachella does have a habit of getting acts, at least some artists that have gotten back together. I knew they were trying to get a bunch of artists that had reunited. And I know Rage Against the Machine was one. I had predicted a couple other artists. I never in a million years would have predicted Duck Sauce for this year, though. Since I had... I... I I had no idea that they were getting back together personally. That might have just been me not really paying attention to them since, uh, uh since, uh, songs like Barbra Streisand and, uh, One Smile, but, hey, I think it's a really good choice to get them, because I think, especially, them pairing with Fatboy Slim, I think is a, while it's not as big as, like, for instance, getting Calvin Harris or, uh, uh, Flume and Disclosure, and then to a lesser extent, Tom, Tom York. And when I say to a lesser extent, I mean his electronic uh, contributions kind of thing, rather than alternative. But still, I think that those two are a really good choice. Next up, Jessie Reyes. I didn't predict her, but she's another case of an artist that I think is, uh, that I'm not sure, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I would necessarily say she exploded, but I would say she's close. So I think that's a good a good job booking by them. Denzel Curry, I predicted him. I thought it made so much sense. Um, 
I'm I'm not sure why I why exactly I did. I just said it feels right, and I predicted him. I think he's doing some other festivals and some other, and he had a break in touring. Um, but just thought it was a great choice. Um, JAD, I didn't predict him. I do think it's a really good choice since he's another one that's like uh, that's growing and becoming really popular. So I think it's a great choice. Um, Duke Dumont. I predicted him as well. Uh, while I was terrible at predicting electronic artists outside of uh, him and Flume, really, I said, look, he started doing it. some other festivals. I said it makes too much sense, in my opinion, for them not to book Duke Dumont. I think it's a great selection. And even though, for instance, he's not as big as Fatboy Slim or Duck Sauce, I don't think... I don't know if he would be as much of a draw, but still, I think he still has a, he still is popular enough that I'm like, yeah, it's a good choice. Um, next up is Lauren Daigle. I didn't even think to consider her because I never thought that they would book con a contemporary Christian artist. However, I think it's a good call by Coachella because first off, expanding the genre, uh, ex expanding the uh, genres that they're appealing to. Worth a shot to try, like, one CCM artist, for instance. If There are a few others that would have made sense, too. Um, but I think Lauren Daigle was the per is the perfect fit to do it, since she is younger. Um, she is immensely talented, frankly, and has had a lot of success within CCM. She has been, like, had, she has had a really successful tour, like, uh, and is having one that, like, has been, like, really popular, like, even, like, different arenas and stuff. And I think that, really, she... I think that also she's a better choice than a lot of other CCM artists would be for Coachella. I And I think that if there's anyone that it would work for, it's her. So I think it's, it was a good choice. Um, Bishop Briggs, I didn't really consider her, um, since I know it's been a few years since the River, and she hasn't... Uh, Ha and she hasn't had as much success as success since that song, but even still, I think it's a good choice. Um, because at that point, it's a uh, because you know with like a lot of things you hear of like for instance, especially with sports, you hear a uh, uh, low cost, high reward kind of thing or like business kind of stuff. I think that uh, Bishop Briggs is a is a low risk kind of thing, but still, I think that that would be a really good one. Um, and last but not least, Dave, he's so, he just released his first album this past year, and while I had didn't have that much success in the U.S., it's a, he's massive in the U.K. Um, his album was one of the best-reviewed albums of 2019, also. So I think that I think that he uh, getting Dave is a really good choice because I think that especially if because I think with how big he is in the U.K., I know a lot of like for instance British rappers don't necessarily end up being that big in the in the UK, I mean the US rather, uh, we'd hope that they're bigger in the UK if they're British rappers, um, I don't know, a big part of that is because I know grime is a really big style there, but like, he's not a grime artist, I mean, which grime hasn't, didn't really, hasn't had the, as much success in the UK, in the US, outside of like, uh, Skepta for instance, but still like, I still do think that's a really good choice, and I think that he does have the potential to become really big, so I think it's a great choice. And now, 
there were other artists uh, that I did not discuss. Now, I would recommend still checking those out if you want to, because there are, I'm sure there are artists that I mentioned that you guys have heard of that I didn't talk about, mainly because I just thought, I thought what would be, like what artists are probably the most likely for people to have heard of. Even still, I'm sure I've talked about a bunch of artists that many of you haven't heard of on here even still, but that's okay, I took a chance here. Now, the last thing I'm going to do is, there were a bunch of artists that I predicted that are not, that were not announced in the Coachella lineup. So, for I know I mentioned for the first line of the undercard, I did terrible with that one. Well, there were... I, well, there were four of those ones that I did get right. Two of them I didn't think would be on the first... Excuse me, first line of the undercard. Um, and then I did have seven others, because I'm just moving... When I predict the strokes to headline, I'm just moving them over to the first line of the undercard now. Um, I still got seven wrong in that one. So, I'll discuss those a little bit. So, first off, I cage the elephant... They're doing a bunch of festivals, including uh, South American Lollapalooza and Hangout. They've already done Lollapalooza five times, so I figured maybe Coachella would get them instead. That didn't happen, obviously, and and there is a massive gap in their schedule for festivals. So now I'm guessing, and now I'm thinking, ah, oh, they'll probably do Lollapalooza again. Um, next up, My Chemical Romance. I'm absolutely shocked by this one. MCR, they so they're reuniting. Already, there's a lot, been a lot of hype about that. There was a massive gap in the schedule for basically when any festival in the U.S. would be. And I thought, they're probably either going to do Coachella or Lollapalooza. Since Coachella usually tries to get a bunch of artists that have that are, have reunited, I thought that they'd go with MCR. And then also on top of that, leading up to Thursday, there were some artists that, uh, there were some artists that were leaked that were performing... My Chemical Romance was one of the artists that was leaked, and they're not even on the lineup. So I'm like, okay, well, that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> so I'm really surprised. I'm thinking maybe they'll do Lollapalooza. If not, maybe they'll do a few other festivals. Since I know Bonnaroo still hasn't been announced yet, I'm not making predictions for Bonnaroo. Um, but still, I think I'm just going to keep my eyes open about how about the announcements that are, and the touring announcements that they make. Um, the Strokes, I predicted them. I thought that it made a lot of sense for them, since they're already doing South American Lollapalooza, Shaky Knees, a few other festivals. I, a massive gap in the tour, and they just did Lollapalooza last year, so I didn't think Lollapalooza would book them again this year. The Strokes have a tendency of doing so many different festivals, and I thought, you know, they usually get a bunch of indie fans at Coachella, so I thought that the Strokes would be a great artist to have there. Um, maybe they'll be at Bonnaroo instead, who knows, but... They're not at Coachella. <laughs> um, next up is the Lumineers. They are doing uh, South American Lollapalooza. I thought that it made a lot of sense since there was a gap in the tour at the time. They were rumored. And I thought that ultimately just made a lot of sense that they would be doing like a show like Coachella or Lollapalooza or Bonnaroo or something like that. I thought Coachella made a lot of sense, though. Um... However, they are going to be performing in Inglewood in January, so that might have been the nail to the coffin. Even still, I thought they might have would, might have waived them. So, I'm thinking Inglewood might have. That Inglewood show might have done it, though. Um, 
I predicted Halsey to be performing there. I thought that, uh, I thought she'd either be doing Lollapalooza or Coachella. I also thought Ellie Goulding would be doing Lollapalooza or Coachella. I got this feeling that Coachella would be trying for one, and Lollapalooza would be trying for the other. And I felt like, since Ellie Goulding is doing some Lollapalooza dates, or like international dates, I thought that maybe Coachella would go for Halsey. It didn't happen. I'm still thinking maybe, uh, I'm thinking maybe Lollapalooza will go for Halsey. I'm still not leaving, I still think they'll go for Ellie Goulding, though, no matter what. Um, I predicted Camila Cabello to be performing. I'm really surprised by that one, which is funny, since I don't know if she was necessarily rumored that much. I thought it was a good fit, though. She's already doing Lollapalooza Stockholm. She, again, since then, they, she's a pop artist, so I figured that that would probably help out, too. And, I mean, her solo career's been really successful, so I thought it it made a lot of sense to book her. All, well, I'm, I'm surprised. And also, on top of that, she has a tour that's starting after Coachella. So I thought, that, so I thought oh, then she's definitely doing Coachella by, by far. I was wrong on that one. Um, then the last one for this one is the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Uh, this one was kind of a risk one. Um, I was originally thinking they'd be doing Lollapalooza since they just reunited. They're, they're going to be performing at Shaky Knees. I was thinking Lollapalooza, but then I thought maybe Coachella would swoop in since, again, they just reunited. But that didn't happen. I don't know if this Shaky Knees thing is a one-off performance also since they have not booked any other shows yet. So, if it if it's not, then I'm thinking maybe they'll do Lollapalooza instead. If it is, then you could forget that whole thing. And honorable mention, they have not announced that Kanye Sunday Sunday service will be coming to Coachella like it did last year. However, well, it's an honorable mention because Kanye Sunday service coming to Coachella was unannounced last year. As such, I don't think that. I don't, they're not gonna, I don't think they'll announce it in advance. I think that, I think that they'll, uh, that he'll be there for Easter. Might not be there for the other weekend, but since they got Frank Ocean, it might be more likely. Um, and I will say already, the first, the, the first weekend, the weekend of Easter has already sold out. I'm not sure if the tickets went to sale for the first weekend first, or if it's a case of, uh, actually I think they did, but, so, uh, Never mind, but it might have been also people might have thought maybe it's more likely. Who knows? And now, lastly, I had said that in addition to the bigger names, I had predicted 13 other acts that I thought would be there. Ten of them are going to be at Coachella. Uh, I'll discuss quickly the other three. First off, the Head and the Heart. They're already doing Hangout. And I, they weren't that rumored, but I thought that, like, like with an indie folk, indie pop kind of sound, I thought that, like, that and Coachella is a match made in heaven. So I'm really surprised they're not. I'm wondering now if they might do Lollapalooza instead, since they're already doing Hangout. Maybe they'll do more festivals. We'll see. Um, next up, Marshmallow. So I know I totally missed the mark on Electronic Artists this year. But I still did predict Marshmallow, since he's already doing Hangout. Uh, he's doing some other festivals overseas. This was one that I just thought made too much sense not for not it not to happen 
he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, I thought also he'd pro he might get some people, like, for instance, if you put, if they put Marshmallow on Sunday, for instance, where, like, you got, like, Fatboy Slim, Duck Sauce are probably the biggest electronic names on that one. What marshmallow with them? You might have some people that uh, that might decide to go on Sunday if they're big if they're big enough into marshmallow. So I'm a little bit surprised they didn't book them. I thought it would made so much sense. Um, last but not least, Galantis. So they're performing Lollapalooza Stockholm, and they've done Coachella twice in the past. Once in 2014, once in 2017. Both times, especially the 2014 one, were massive hits. I. I thought that uh, it would happen. However, in between the time span of when I made when I made the episode about my predictions and when they announced the lineup, they announced that they're going to be doing a show in San Francisco in February, which I believe is not it means that they wouldn't be abiding by the radius clause. However, since they were big enough on the other two Coachella appearances, I was expecting that they'd waive it for them. But, hey, I think that's just, uh, that just shows how off I was with the electronic music predictions this year. Um, overall, with this lineup, I think that for the headliners, it, it's not as big as other years' headliners. Which is interesting also, because I know last year, ticket sales were, er, like, profits were down a little bit last year. But, still... I, I, I thought they could have necessarily done better with the headliners, because I mean, well, don't get me wrong. Like, I think Frank Ocean is a big draw, and Rage Against the Machine, I think, is a good draw. Still, I think like Travis Scott. I think like I'm a little bit surprised by him as a headliner, since uh, I would have expected him to be the second biggest name on a day, not necessarily the biggest name of a day. Even still, that will still be a big draw. I'm just a little bit surprised by it, but overall, I think. For the artist in the undercard, I think it's a really underrated undercard. Like, Calvin Harris on the undercard, I think, and Run the Jewels on the, on the same day, I think it's a really good call. I think, like, for instance, artists like Flume, Tom York, uh, Lana Del Rey, Loseyford, I think those were all amazing choices. Even, like, Danny Elfman is, like, that's, I think it's a brilliant move. And then I think that, like, they got a lot, a lot of other artists that, like, are really good moves. I think they got a lot of a lot of artists that are just exploding onto the scene, which I think is a... Again, Coachella has a great tendency of doing that. So, overall, I don't think it's necessarily a lineup that will necessarily, like, blow everyone away. And especially when, like, you have, like, uh, some other... Some other show, uh, festivals are, like, uh, announcing their lineups. And I know, like, for instance, uh, like, Sonoma Metallica is doing a bunch of festivals. I know, uh, all owned by the same company... Uh, the one that does Epicenter. I know, uh, the... I know, like, for instance, Boston Calling, you have Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, I don't know how... Like, the the headliners probably don't stack up against those as nicely. We'll see what happens with the headliners for Lollapalooza, for instance. But, I think, considering they're international ones, I think Lollapalooza might ultimately have Coachella beat, but... It sounded like the lineup will officially be announced for Lollapalooza in March, so we'll see when that happens. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure you give my Facebook page a like. It's called Group in Harmony. And not sure when the next time I'll release a podcast, an episode is. 
I know I've been saying for a while that I would do one that's the the some like album of the year and decades list. I'm I'm getting to him. <laughs> Not there yet, but well, I I have a few different lists I'm working on with that and I haven't finished I've only finished like one or two of the lists. So, we'll we'll get to those. I'll probably have a couple other I might have another podcast in between there, but it that one, my goal is to have that one done within the next couple weeks and then to have at least one or two other, a couple of other podcasts that are released in between there. So anyways, thanks again for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. <laughs>